This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome to Cruise Control. It's a car show we have here on BFM. My name is Rich Bradbury, and as usual, I'm joined by my friends, Ali Johan and Daniel Fernandez from DSF.my. Hello, fellas. Good evening. Hello, everybody. Good evening. And as usual, a show in three parts, kicking off uh, with some news. We've got some car launches, a lot of it uh, by one particular maker. Then we've got a discussion about EVs and where they're from, uh, the Chinese ones, and what options do we have here in Malaysia, wrapping up with a car review. And that is of the Ford Ranger Raptor. Ali, what have we got then to start off with? Since we took a break last week to make way for the election programming, uh, we have a few launches and this week Honda launched the Civic EHEV variant. The Civic is their very popular sedan in the C segment and it's now been kitted with a hybrid electric engine. Um, and it is the last Honda car in 2022 to get an electric engine. They've already had electric engines with the City and the City Hashback and as well as the ultra popular uh, HRV crossover. Uh-huh. I'm just shocked, just shocked. You know why? <laughs> I'll tell you guys why. Because a few weeks ago, we said that the EHV is coming in, the Civic EHV, right? Mm. And we gave a guesstimate of the selling price. You can go back and listen to the podcast and, and check the facts. We gave a guesstimate of 168,000 ringgit. Ah, right. Yep. And the price at launch is 166500 Ooh. Should I get a little chop, put some beads on, put a little <laughs> scarf, get a little crystal ball and start a business? <laughs> I guess you could do. I guess you could do. Could do, eh? But this yeah. car, number one, is it's fitted with all the tech features that you want. That's that's. There's nothing else that you want in terms of tech, right? Number two, you've got that electrified engine. Now, electrified engine, still, there are a lot of people who are a little bit unsure about this. It's basically a petrol engine and a battery system working together. Uh, you don't have to plug it in. You just drive it. So you don't have to worry about plug-in uh, hybrid. You don't have to worry about charging stations. You don't have to worry about having enough juice to go. You just need to have enough petrol to go. On top of that, you've got 184 uh, brake horsepower, you've got 350 newton meters of torque. It's almost as powerful in terms of figures with the Civic RS, which is the most popular selling model right now, which mm. is completely petrol. So this electrified version, despite having a battery system, is still giving you very, very decent performance. So here comes the funny thing. Now, I say funny because it's got all these features, all this tech and everything else, for a reasonable, I'll say a reasonable 166000 because premium brands, the premium brands from Europe who have sedans, their sedans are slightly smaller, three-cylinder engines, less tech, less safety features, less performance, and yet their starting price is from 210, 220, 230000 onwards. Cranky. But World Malaysians who want to buy a premium sedan, realize that Honda is just as good at a 60,000 discount, I would say, you know? Mm, mm. I think if put on the fence, I, I'd go for Honda at this price. 
Yeah, and in this case, you know, the Honda badge is very, very popular in Malaysia. So, mm. looking forward to see the Civic EHEV on the road. Uh, it's 166,000 ringgit, 500. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, looking at the global market, Toyota Prius back with a fifth generation Prius. Uh, yes. Our last um, uh, Prius was the third generation from 2008, I believe. Yes, correct. We're looking at it now, right, guys? Uh, what do you think of mm. the new Prius? Richard. If we're just going on looks, I'm like, this is a very good looking car. The side profile is, it reminds me of the, the Fiat, Daniel, from a few years ago. The, the, uh, You're talking about the Fiat Coupe? Yes. The, the, the Tudor sports car, yes. That's right, yeah. I, I've got flashbacks of that a little bit. But internally, uh, inside looks really, really nice. Nice, right. spacious, simple. You, you know, know, I looked at this car, I looked at the side profile. The first thing I thought was Lexus. You know what? You might be right. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was Lexus. You know, very small greenhouse. Aha. Uh-huh. Very sharp front end. You know, a slightly elongated rear, but... You know, all in all, I thought this was a premium Lexus vehicle because we saw the spy shots and, you know, sometimes spy shots come out, you know, the the, the, the information is all very scattered or, you know, false and all that. So I said, oh, this must be a new Lexus coming in, probably a hybrid Lexus, you know, a new model because it looked very premium. And then if you look at the interior, the interior carries the, almost the same look and feel of the Toyota BZ4X. That's a full electric Toyota. Okay. Right. Okay, BZ4X. I know it's a, it's a mouthful, but that's got a very futuristic interior. So if you look at that interior cockpit and this, almost the same. And this is a Prius. A Prius is not an expensive premium car. I mean, in terms of its selling price. You know, the previous mm. Prius was just slightly above 120000 If you see it on the road today, if it's well kept, it still looks very fresh, very modern, yeah. you know. Yeah. Some are quite beat up because owners have not looked after it. Some have gone into despair because, you know, owners have just basically not cared for the car. So, a second one today after more than a decade is like 20 over 1,000 ringgit. But if you look at this one, my word, this one is really, really tugging at the purchase strings, like, you know. <laughs> I can actually see myself going to a showroom and saying, hey, I want to take this home, like, you know. Mm-hmm. How much do you think it's going to cost, Daniel, when it comes? Now, like you said earlier, the last one we got was a third generation now. To guess on this price... I'll have to push it a bit higher because the technology is a lot better. Uh, the battery system is upgraded. And you know, the moment you talk about upgrading the battery system and giving it better uh, electric driving distance and all that, price will go up. Because why? the price of battery is expensive. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe about 160, 170,000 ringgit, which is still not bad because it's sitting in the same price range, I reckon, with the Civic EHEV. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's in the same class, same segment. Mm. Yeah, these two brands always go toe to toe. Now, we're going to move on. We cannot do news without at least one electric car, right? So, uh, yes. we have one, the all-new battery-powered Subaru Solterra. Subaru's first electric vehicle has been launched in Taiwan. And uh, it first surfaced in uh, 2021. And this new crossover is almost the same as the very popular Subaru XV, um, but it is fully electric. Well, if you look at the Solterra, the Solterra was actually hinted for, for some time already. Okay, They were talking about it. This is Subaru's first vehicle for the electric car segment. Also, please remember that Subaru is in joint venture with Toyota on this car. So underneath, it's basically all Toyota. Mm. So I earlier spoke to you about the BZ4X and you guys were a little bit unsure about remembering it. This yeah. is the BZ4X with a Subaru badge. 
Do we know what the what language they've picked for for this? Soltera? No, it might be European. You know, it might be. European. It sounds European, and if it's yeah. if it's European and slightly Spanish, it means single woman. Really? Yeah. Oh, that means from, it's a car for single women? No, I don't think so from, because single from, guys like it, me so wanted. <laughs> I think it, from Catalan it means yeah, single woman. If it's oh, Catal- okay. anyway, but anyway, I, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to just you know. It's good to know the name, but mm. if you look at the shape of the car, the design, the, the, the flat arches, the little black cladding and all, this is basically an electric XV uh, replacement, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the Subaru XV looks very very much like this. I think this is the direction Subaru will be going also with the future uh, models. Uh, but not all of them will be electric because Subaru wants to take its time and go into electrification slowly like the rest of the Japanese brands. They still think that there's enough people out there who want to buy efficient petrol engine cars. They still have this fantastic all-wheel drive system, uh, which is theirs. Uh, but the powertrain comes from Toyota. So mm. selling price estimated, it's a bit high, but we can't run away from the fact that batteries are expensive. So you're looking at about 260,000 ringgit. Now they launched this in Taiwan first because Subaru has a huge market in Taiwan. For the ASEAN region, Subaru does very well in Taiwan, followed by Thailand, Vietnam, and then Malaysia and Singapore. So they always get the cars first. Um, I think it'll come here, but I'm wondering whether it'll come before the Toyota BZ4X is launched here or after. That's the only thing. All right. Well, uh, I I guess on that note, we should take a a short break and get a bit of a breather. Uh, When we come back, we'll be having a uh, discussion. Electric vehicles from China. What options do we have here in Malaysia? What's coming? What's not? We'll be right back after these messages here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back to Cruise Control. My name is Rich Bradbury, as usual, on the line with Ali Johan and Daniel Fernandez from dsf.my. Bit of a chat there. We've had some Honda Civic news, Subarus, Toyota Priuses. Uh, Now we're going from a Japanese mindset. We're going to a Chinese mindset, particularly electric vehicles from China. And what options do we have here in Malaysia? Daniel, tell us all about it. Okay. The reason why I came up with this article was, uh, you know, as, as the weeks progress after the last few um, hot news about the Aura Good Cat, you know, the cute little um, uh, Great Wall uh, electric car, there have been a lot of people inquiring with me, or oh, should I buy this or should I buy that? And they were all talking about electric cars and they were all talking about electric cars from China, you know? Mm. So suddenly I realized this made in China has become exciting for Malaysians. Put aside what uh, Geely has done with Proton and made the whole, you know, uh, um, landscape change a little bit. You know, before that, if you talk about made in China, mm, only a handful of people, very small handful of people who live in, consider looking at a made in China vehicle. Mm-hmm. Today, made in China is no longer a negative thing. That's number one. Number two, made in China is looked at as, hey, quite serious, you know, these this, this guys are doing some something good. Third, and most importantly, price. They all think that made in China is going to be cheaper. So I want to explain something to them. When you're talking about electrification and electric cars, whether it's made in China, made in USA, made in Germany, made in Australia, made in India, it doesn't matter because why? The cost of batteries are not cheap. It's not like 
China can make batteries cheaper. Yes, they can make batteries uh, better. They can provide other things around the car that's probably a little bit cheaper. But it's no longer a big difference in price. Like, like some years ago when some Chinese branded uh, pickup trucks were coming to the market, they were 30, 40,000 ringgit cheaper than our Japanese pickup trucks. So they sold, but you know, they didn't last as well or they didn't look as nice. Then you had MPVs, some large commercial MPVs that came to the market, some from China. Yes, 30, 40,000 cheaper, but again, they didn't really last. Uh, design was okay, but you know, you had little bits and pieces that didn't really last. Because mm. why? These brands were not concentrating on a global market scale, right? They were concentrating just on the Asian market. Now with electric cars, the Chinese brands are saying global. So when you want to talk about global, you see, you have to look after consumer rights, which is very, very strong in Europe, US, Australia, Japan. You, you get where I'm going, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So they have to look at quality. They have to look at, uh, you know, a warranty, very strong. And whoever they work with in those individual countries will have to work hard with them and say, I have to look after my customer, you know? Mm-hmm. Because you're selling me the car. I'm the distributor. I'm looking after after sales. If you give me a car that's not that up to mark in, in, in our standards, I can't keep selling you cars. And then your brand will just have to disappear. So I'll give you an example. Cherry was in Malaysia up to about 9, 10 years ago, right? Mm. And they disappeared because they had after sales issue, they had quality issue and everything else. Now they're making a strong comeback into ASEAN. Very strong comeback. So one of the cars that I mentioned here is Omoda 5. The Omoda 5 is a crossover that's getting so much attention online. Even my articles and articles from other motoring websites. Because people have seen the car. They know it's coming from Malaysia. It's going to be launched in Indonesia and Thailand as well. It's going to be built for the region. There's going to, there's going to be a petrol version and electric version. We have touched it and felt it. Quality is on par for global market. No issue. Okay? That's number okay. one. Number two, it's going to be electric. Now, the size of this vehicle, it's about the size of, uh, uh, we can say Subaru XV, okay? Mm. So, it's, it's mid-size in a segment where a lot of people are interested in buying a vehicle. It's in a segment where people have hundred and twenty dollars to $180,000 to spend. Maybe not on an electric car yet, but on a vehicle that could be hybrid, non-hybrid, preferably an SUV or crossover. That's where the segment is going, right? Mm. So, the Moda 5 will be fully electric. Cherry is going to bring into Malaysia. Whether they local assemble it or build it in the region, it's electric, so there'll be no tax on it. Now, what would the price be? Now, the price cannot run away because it's electric, right? And it's built to a very good standard. So, we reckon a price of uh, 150,000 ringgit to 175,000 ringgit for an electric version. Reasonable. Reasonable. And I thought that this will be a good talking point to compare it with what is coming in just a week's time, which is the Aura Good Cat. Now, the Aura Good Cat, we test drove it. They did an exhibition. They took bookings. They got a thousand over bookings. Very exciting model because it looks like a Volkswagen Beetle. We talked about it a few weeks ago in the show. We get the price. There's been a lot of chatter online about, you know, how good looking it is, the features. It's got a good driving range of about 500 kilometers on a full charge. How much is the Aura? Now, the Aura has been estimated, even though they've given bookings, it's still not fully launched because the launch is in a week's time. At the end of this month, the price is going to be between, and this is almost confirmed by them, 155 to 170,000 ringgit. So, can you see it's very close to a Moda 5, right? And the Moda 5 has got 450 
kilometers of driving range. So you see, it's it's all in the battery size because the bigger battery you put, the more driving range you got. A smaller battery, smaller driving range. Smaller battery, smaller price. And then you have people saying, eh, hey, not enough power to go far. So this this made in China vehicles, the price cannot run away. You understand what I'm saying, gentlemen? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now we have the third offering. Now this third offering is very interesting because it's from BYD. Now, Richard, I'm sure you've heard of BYD before. Yeah. Biggest Chinese battery manufacturer. At one time, they were only making batteries. They were not in the car business. So, mm. why would a battery manufacturer suddenly go into the car business? Simple. What's an electric car main component? Battery. <laughs> it's it's like why don't we just build one ourselves, lah? You know? Yeah. Isn't that what Rolls Royce did? I didn't want to say anything because it's your hometown. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So exactly like Rolls Royce. They got together all the best people in the business and they build a car and they're still building cars and they're doing very well because they are bought over by BMW. So, <laughs> I just had to add that in there. Yeah, I know, so, I know, I know. So anyway, so BYD, big battery manufacturer from China, doing very well, decided to start their own car company. You know, they were doing left-hand drive cars in China and selling to left-hand drive countries, doing very well. Suddenly, they said, hey, let's open up the market. Let's go right-hand drive and just take over the whole EV market. When they built their first right-hand drive car, they didn't come to ASEAN. They went to UK, they went to Australia and New Zealand. Now, their first entry into Australia, boom, sold out. Until today, they are sold out. Order books are just climbing. Launched in Singapore, doing so well. They've got the order books climbing. New Zealand, same thing. UK, same thing. So the right-hand drive market is good. And they've gone into very mature markets. If you talk about UK, Australia, Singapore, these are very mature car buyers, okay? Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, like in, in UK and Australia, the laws are so strict when it comes to selling a car. They check on quality, safety, features, technology. You know, you know this lemon law and everything else is very mm. strict there. Uh, also mm. in Singapore. So now, the same people who sell BYD in Singapore, which is Sime Dhabi Group, is going to launch BYD in Malaysia in two weeks' time. Interesting. Okay? Now, the model that is going to be the hottest topic is the BYD Auto 3, the picture I have here, which is a five-door hatchback. So, remember earlier we talked about a crossover from yeah. Cherry. Yeah. We talked about a nice, cute little four-door vehicle, uh, a car from uh, Great Wall, the Aura Good yeah. Cat. Now we've got a hot hatch. Now I'll say the word hot hatch because it, it's, it looks like a hot hatch, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it looks like something that, you know, in UK, they'll put it next to a Vauxhall Astra or a Ford Fiesta or a... Can I just ask a question, Daniel? Very, yes, very quickly. Um, have you noticed that um, Chinese EVs in particular, in, in terms of design, um, externally, always tend to look a little bit different to their, you know, Western counterparts and their Japanese counterparts. There's a bit of quirkiness to them. Do you feel that? I think they want to stand out because they're trying to say, hey, we're no longer, I might be wrong in saying this, we are no longer copying anyone. Oh, okay. Okay, because except the stigma... The, the stigma with, the good cat looks like a Volkswagen <laughs> Well, you know, you see, because the Beetle was discontinued, it was retired completely. Oh, I see. Uh, okay, well, yeah. So if you yeah. retire the design... Uh, anyone else can pick it up. I mean, you know, Perdua could have picked it up and said, listen, I'll build a, a car that looks like the, the Beetle and put four doors on it, you know? 
Okay, okay. So the ret- retired design. And anyway, it's four doors. You know, the Beatles always been two doors, right? Mm, mm. Right. So that's number one. Number two, if you look at the Omoda 5, the Omoda 5 is, I mean, wow. You look at it, wow. You know, mm. that, that front grille and everything else. Again, I think the Chinese car manufacturers have matured so fast and, and, and so far forward. They're saying, we want to look different because we want to say, hey, Nothing here is copied. We didn't look at anybody and we didn't look at any one of our competitors. We have our own design team. And it's true. They have design teams around the world. And a lot of their designers are actually from big car brands, which they have taken over, you know? Mm. So they have, they have the people right now. But when you look at the BYD Auto 3, it's not so complicated, right? Yeah. Okay, if you compare to the, 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 the Aura Good Cat and the Omoda 5, it's not very complicated. If I took away the badges, it could even be something from Japan or Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you right. know, it's, it's, it's sort of evergreen. It's not too daring. It's not too boastful. It's, it's, it's simple. Probably that's why it's doing very well in Australia and UK. Uh, but I think the crowd are not going to be very impressed with it in Malaysia. Because when you look at the price, it's it's going to be between one hundred and forty-five to one hundred and seventy thousand. Uh, power delivery, battery technology, and everything else. Even though it's BYD, it's almost the same with the other two offerings. Mm. You know, so even though BYD is ahead in terms of battery technology, I think you know with the Auto Three, they should have been a bit more flamboyant with the design. Maybe they wanted to be safe. Maybe they wanted to cater to you know European taste because this is more European taste line. You know. But I think in Asia, they want to be a bit daring. You know, the Asian electric car buyer wants to say, hey, I'm driving electric car. Look at my car. It's completely different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That is why all the electric cars that are selling right now, only the really flamboyant designs are doing really well, which is the Ionic 5, the Kia EV6, the BMW iX, the Mercedes EQA, EQV, EQS. You know, because why? They're very flamboyant in design, right? Mm. The Hyundai Kona. Okay, selling, but you know, okay, you know, the Mercedes EQB, okay, you know. So I think people want something totally out there, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of design. But that's just me thinking out loud because if I'm going to buy an electric car, I want to shout out to the world that I'm actually driving an electric car. If it's going to All look right. like any other yeah. car, I'll say, mm, you know, why, yeah. why did I spend so much money, you know? Yeah. So these three offerings are coming. The first to arrive, of course, is the Aura Good Cat in just a week's time, followed by the BYD in two weeks' time, and then the Amoda 5 uh, in a few months' time. Now, the reason why we wrote about this is because people are saying, you know, which, which should I buy, which should I buy? So I think all three are in three different uh, languages in terms of design and, and desire. Uh, in terms of technology and what they deliver in, in, in driving distance, all about the same. In terms of price, all about the same. It's Now it's all up to... What tickles your fancy in terms of looks? And that, that's probably a line that should probably take us into a break. Mm. All right. Ladies and gents, thank you for sticking with us. We've got more stuff coming up uh, next, of course. We've got a review. It is the Ford Ranger Raptor. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into Cruise Control here on BFM 89.9, the business station.
BFM 89.9, the business station. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Uh, we're in our third and final portion of tonight's show. If you've only just joined us, uh, we've been talking about the Honda Civic EHEV, the Subaru Solterra crossover, the fifth generation Toyota Prius. We've spoken about EVs from China. And now, finally, we're going to wrap up with the Raptor. Daniel, how was this? This Ranger is just out there, out there. Way out there, dude. Way, way, way out there. This uh-huh. is not. This is not a pickup truck, lah. I'm sorry. It may look like a pickup truck. I know you're looking at the pictures on my yes. website. It's, it, you know, the website says Four Ranger Raptor pickup truck, but it's not a pickup truck, lah. It just happened to be missing a cabin at the back, lah. You know, <laughs> because Ford has just rewritten the whole rule book. Okay, I don't know what happened. They made this truck too awesome. Too okay? awesome. Too awesome. I'll use the word too awesome and I'm going to explain in the next 10 minutes because a lot of people, when they saw me driving this truck, they came up to me, they talked to me. Some of my friends, when they saw me posting something on Insta, you know, Instagram and all, they said, hey, you got a Raptor? I got, a, I, I got a seat. I got a seat. I said, come over. They came over. We met. And everybody had the same thing. Whoa. Wow. No way. Really. Is this really it? This is, because why? You look at the truck, it's already a very impressive looking truck, you know? Yeah, yeah. Ford, Ford in the last decade or so, they've come up with very impressive looking designs and everything else. But with this truck, they didn't move the goalposts, you know? They made, they bought some more land and then moved the field right across the road, like, you know? <laughs> it's not about moving goalposts. And they're and not shy think, about telling you who it is on the front grill either, are they? Yes, yes. <laughs> and you know, if you think about it, when they launched the previous Raptor in 2018, okay? From 2018 until now, none of the competition, and I'm talking about the competition who are big boys. Eh? You're talking about Isuzu, big boy in the pickup truck market. Nissan, huge in the pickup truck market. Mazda, no small player. And then you got Mitsubishi who's commanding a huge uh, sales buy. Mm. None of them came up with a competitor. Now, why? I think all of them sat back and said, I, uh, this one niche market, lah, you know. Big diesel engine, wide, big wheels, everything. This is American-style pickup truck. In Asia, cannot. Our roads cannot. Our parking lot cannot. Our car park too small. Blah, 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 blah. It's not going to happen. Bam. It happened, dude. Sold out. <laughs> over and over and over. But then you see, when I drove the last Raptor, when I sent it back, I wasn't sad, you know. You know why? Uh-huh. I love driving it. But in the city, it's just impossible to park. Impossible. <laughs> Okay, now Richard, you live in Bangsa, you know where the rich people live. Eh? Yeah. You got big, big cars, all these big yes. MPVs, big, this big American, you know, big American cars. Also, you, you also nowhere to park them, though, my friend. Nowhere yeah. to park them. Yeah. yeah, you know, you, you you take this this truck in. There's nowhere to park. You can't even go into the malls. Mm. Side parking cannot. You can't you can't go up the curb because they got all those bollards at, at, at all the pavements, right? Yeah. So where do you take a Raptor if you want to go to Bangsa? You have to take it to a car jockey. You take it to a car jockey, he looks at you and says, uh, Mr. <laughs> uh, commercial Vehicle Parking de- Delivery Entrance at the back. <laughs> go to the loading bay. Uh, go to the loading bay. Uh. Uh, then you see, problem. So, and then I took it into the city. And then I had a, I had a problem. I, I'm not going to mention which mall. I couldn't, I, I couldn't make the, 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 parking, the parking entrance I could make. But when I wanted to take a turn, I couldn't do it. Oh, no. Yes, not because of the turning radius, because it's just, you know, the, 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 the way it turns and the way the truck is built, the width. So I had to reverse out. Luckily, I wasn't way up into like the first floor. I was like maybe a few, few you know, yeah. maybe uh, 20 meters up. 
But everybody behind had to reverse. <laughs> oh my god! And it was oh, fun. Yeah. If you think about it, do you see a raptor in urban areas? No. No. You see it on the road. Well, actually, there's. Funnily enough, you should say this. There is one parked on my street just up the road. Okay, but in a house. Uh, yes. Okay, in a house. But you see, you you don't see them, you know, coming into urban areas to park. You don't see them in public car parks. No. No. Yeah. You know, unless there's you know some unusual location, maybe they can try and get it. And this is because it just doesn't fit. It just doesn't mm. fit. You know. And unless you got a driver, unless you got a chauffeur who drops you off and then wait somewhere, it just doesn't work. So what happened is when I went, you know, I I like to go on my little outings when I have some test vehicles. I'll, I'll go into you know certain villages, small towns for outings. In small towns, you see this everywhere, man. Mm. And you know where's the most popular place for this raptor? Pengerang in Johor. Oh, hmm. Where they're doing those big uh, oil and gas, you know, facility. Yeah, yeah. Because there's Open land, open road. Okay. Next most popular place, Bentong Pahang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you go there, you see it all over the place, and that's where this truck is designed for. Of course, Sabah and Sarawak lah, you know. But I I don't go there often. So this is what the Raptor is all about. So now comes a new Raptor. Now let's get to the new Raptor. The old Raptor did well. Blah blah blah. We know all about it. Done. Now let's talk about this new Raptor. First of all, Ford again sat down and said. I'm going to shock them. I'm going to shock them because I'm going to take away the diesel engine, which has been a common thing with all pickup trucks ever in this part of the world, and I'm going to put a petrol engine inside. A V6 petrol engine. Oh, interesting. Now, there's nothing unusual about a V6 petrol engine, but it's unusual when it goes inside a pickup truck. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you got this three-liter. Twin turbo EcoBoost engine, which I think, and you heard it here first, should be in a Ford Mustang. Hmm. Ooh, because it's powerful. It's got ten-speed automatic gearbox, three hundred and ninety-two horsepower, five hundred and eighty-three newton meters of torque. Now think about it. If you've got this huge heavy truck carrying this kind of engine, it still does a zero to hundred and six point five seconds. Perfect engine for a Mustang. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't need a five liter and pay so much Rotex. Just put a three liter inside. Your Rotex will be much less. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you'll probably get less than six seconds, zero to hundred. But put all that aside. This three liter petrol engine, not only is it fast, and I'll and I'll say this fast. You switch it on, and it grumbles at you. It's rumbling. It just wants to move. You know, I'm already Sorry? attracted to this thing, and I know it's 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 impossible to have anywhere apart from living in Bentong. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's the thing, Richard. When I took this this one home, uh, I said yeah. to myself, within within half an hour of just driving it on the federal highway back from the headquarters, I said, I want to buy this. <laughs> I want to buy this simply because, wow, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't need an SUV. I don't need a sports car. I've got it all in a pickup truck. <laughs> You know, and the interior. Look at the interior pictures. The yeah. gear shifter straight out of a Mustang, right? Yeah. The center stack, the 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 infotainment system and everything else, just like what you see in a Tesla. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. soft touch and everything. Maybe I shouldn't be using that word, but you know, it is. It's a full, huge infotainment screen right in the center. Big touch screen. It's flat. It's easy to use. And then you've got all these little functions in the in the in the cockpit. They look like it's from a sports car, you know, mm. 
And then you got this little function called, you know, uh, 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 exhaust mode. You can actually choose how much rumble you want to come from the exhaust. Huh? Yes. You can pick your sound level. Okay. Then you've got your drive level. And the drive level, you've got, you know, sport and everything else. But you've got this thing called Baha. Baha is basically desert mode. Basically, if, you, if, you, if you're going out in the, in, in the wild, this is when the, the truck is at its best, you know? Mm. Okay. And then you look at the interior, the finishing, the, the touch and feel points. Everything feels premium. It does not feel like a pickup truck interior at all. And to confirm this, you have a thing called B&O sound system built into the truck. You know, I wow. mean, this is all premium stuff sitting in a pickup truck. You know, I have to emphasize the word pickup truck. You know, like the, the, the center screener. Eh? It's 12 inch, you know. It's 12 inch. <laughs> That's a tablet, you know. And if you look at the pictures closely, you see the, you know, the color combination, the aircon vents, everything looks like it's sitting in a, in a SUV or a, or a sports car. But then suddenly when you, when you frame out, hey, pickup truck interior. Yeah. So leather seats, nice finishing, very, you know, soft touch panels, everything mode. So I brought the car home first half an hour and then after that I started going through all the little functions waited till late at night to take it out why late at night because this truck is huge I'm going to push it hard I wanted to take it slightly out of the city I took it out of the city most of the time in sports mode the ruckus it creates when you're accelerating hard is just so intoxicating I can't explain it you know I've never had so much fun with a vehicle on test drive uh, for quite a bit of time. You know, even when we get like, you know, supercars and everything else, it's fun. But you know, it's a supercar, right? And you know, when you get a sports sedan, you know it's a sports sedan. But when you get a pickup truck doing all this and the noise it makes and you've got these big tires for awesome grip, you've got everything you need uh, to just create a ruckus on the road, you know? Mm. To just be a nuisance, you know? But this Raptor, and then it was red in color. I mean, look at the color, orangey red, you know? Yeah, yeah. It just shouts, look at me! Yeah, so, yeah. I had a lot of fun with this Raptor. Now, the price. Now, a lot of people are going to say, hey, why so expensive? Now, think about it. 259,000 ringgit. Okay, that's a 60,000 premium over the previous Raptor. Okay? But the previous Raptor didn't have BNO. The previous Raptor didn't have a touchscreen. The previous Raptor didn't have this look and feel. The previous Raptor wasn't built to this quality, you know? Yeah. Plus, you must add to that, you know, the currency exchange, logistic costs, everything has gone up. So and a 3-meter V6 twin-turbo EcoBoost petrol engine. Exactly. So now you've got a price of 259000 There are a group of people saying, uh, you're so expensive, la. how to afford, la. sure cannot sell. La. So I walked into the showroom after returning the car, went to a salesman and said, you know, I've just test driven that car. I think I want to buy one. Oh, yes, Mr. Daniel, come sit down. Yes, okay. And uh, what color would you like? I said, it doesn't matter. When can I get it? How fast? Uh, are you willing to wait eight months? Eight what? months? Why eight months? Because we've got too many orders. <laughs> there you go. So wow. there are enough Malaysians who have appreciated this vehicle for what it delivers and what it provides at 259000 They might be farmers. They might be oil and gas people. But I think a lot of them are going to be urban cowboys who say, hey, I'm going to make a statement. Everybody else is driving a Mustang. I'm going to drive a Raptor. It's a very good-looking pickup truck. Mm. And it actually is, for once, a truck that says, I'm American. You know what? You're right. Mm. Completely American. Yeah. 
Well, after that glowing review of the Ford Ranger Raptor, time for us to wrap up for tonight. Folks, remember, if you missed any part of this show, uh, you can catch us on the podcast, wherever you normally download that from. We recommend the BFM app. It's available in the Apple App Store. We've been speaking about a whole bunch of car launches at the beginning, lots of Hondas, uh, a Subaru, and a Toyota. We then had a discussion about electric vehicles from China and what options we have coming to Malaysia in the next couple of weeks and months. Wrapping up, of course, with that review of the Ford Ranger Raptor. We'll be back same time, same place next week here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.